You may have seen her in Hulu's The Girl from Plainville or HBO's I Love You, Now Die. Her friend was struggling with his mental health, and she decided the best thing for him to do was put himself out of his misery. Hang yourself, jump off a building, stab yourself, IDK, there's a lot of ways, she said. This is the story of Michelle Carter, the texting suicide girl, and where she is now. Hi friends, I'm Katie, and this is Katie Does Crime. Michelle Carter was born on August 11, 1996, and raised in Plainville, Massachusetts. She met Conrad Roy in Florida while they were both there visiting family, and it turned out that Conrad lived only 35 miles away from her back home. The two became close friends, but really only over text. Despite calling him her boyfriend, she only met Conrad a handful of times in the two years they communicated. Conrad Roy III, or C3, was born September 12, 1995, and was a three-sport athlete, an honor roll student, and the proud recipient of his Captain's Sea License. He worked with his father and grandfather at their marine salvage business, but he had allegedly been punched in the face by his dad for not putting away a pan of mac and cheese in a timely manner, and was verbally abused by his grandfather. The year that he and Michelle met, Conrad became so upset over his parents' messy divorce, where his dad accused his mom of assault, that he attempted suicide. But Michelle told him, you have so much to live for. Please don't. When he threatened the same in 2014, Michelle wrote, have you thought about getting professional help? I think it would really help you. But the next month, there options if his preferred method didn't work. And she even sent instructions for how to fix the water pump he was hoping to use to fill his truck with carbon monoxide. As Michelle later told a friend over text, in July of 2014, Conrad got out of his truck because he was scared about how he could feel the gas actually working, and she ordered him to get back in. Michelle then innocently texted Conrad's sister to ask if she knew where he was. His body was found the next day in his black Ford diesel truck in a Kmart parking lot. When the texts were found and Michelle was put on trial for involuntary manslaughter for encouraging Conrad's death, her attorney argued that what she did may not have been moral, but it wasn't against Massachusetts law to assist in someone's death. However, there is a law against wanton and reckless conduct resulting in death. Prosecutors said that Michelle was an attention-seeking person who wanted to be friends with girls from school at any cost. She would text them incessantly and ask to hang out, but the girls would always have excuses not to. So in the days before Conrad's death, she texted one girl to say that he was missing and she was worried. The girl paid attention to Michelle and gave her sympathy, the recognition Michelle craved. The media, in response, painted Michelle as this teenage black widow who manipulated Conrad by telling him she loved him to be able to use him to make herself more interesting. But Conrad had a history of mental health issues, recording videos about social anxiety and depression overwhelming him and wanting to take steps to control it. When his parents divorced, his grades slipped, and Conrad said he had a hard time with memory loss and staying focused. His parents brought him to doctors who prescribed drugs with side effects, including suicidal thoughts. The New York Times reports that he had four failed suicide attempts overall. He had researched killing himself on the internet with search terms like suicide by cop and ways to die by drowning. And Michelle had grappled with her own mental health in the past, starting with an eating disorder at a very young age. She spent time in a psychiatric treatment center for it. Classmates said that although she was always bubbly, the class clown, they worried that she herself had suicidal tendencies. Michelle's lawyers said that it was a very heavy burden for someone in her position to have to bear the weight of Conrad's struggles. He would test her with texts like, do you even care what's happening to me? He had once told her that they should do a Romeo and Juliet, and there are so many other messages where he goes on about his extreme desire to die. 
It's understandable that at some point she might have just become exhausted from having to be empathetic or might have just wanted to be a good friend to him and support him in the thing he wanted to do, even if that thing was death. Or maybe it was the change in her antidepressants weeks before that caused her not to be herself. Either way, these two needed help from someone other than themselves. Michelle opted out of a jury trial, hoping that her case would come down to the actual law rather than anyone's feelings about her. But the judge alone found her guilty of involuntary manslaughter in June of 2017, saying that she had created that wanton and reckless situation where there was a high degree of likelihood that substantial harm would result to Mr. Roy. It wasn't her actual text messages to Conrad that the judge cared about, but the fact that he had gotten out of the gas-filled truck, basically saying that he didn't want to go through with it, and she had ordered him back in. Michelle was sentenced to two and a half years in jail, but was only required to serve 15 months. She was also allowed out on probation while she went through the appeals process. In January 2020, at the age of 23, she was released three months early for being a model inmate, serving meals in the cafeteria, and being polite. Michelle remains on probation until August of this year and is not allowed to profit from her case until then. She doesn't have any known social media profiles, and let's hope that she learned that what you write down can follow you for the rest of your life. The question on everyone's minds all these years later is still whether Michelle ever did love Conrad or if she was just a needy person trying to direct a little spotlight her own way. The morning after she urged him to kill himself, Michelle texted Conrad, Did you do something? I'm so sorry. I didn't think you were being serious. He had been dead for 12 hours at that point, and it almost seems like she was covering her tracks, making herself look less guilty. There was also the fact that she did that dry run with the girls at school where she pretended to be worried that something had happened to Conrad to see how they'd react. Right after his death, she also planned a baseball tournament fundraiser in Conrad's name where she called herself an anti-suicide advocate trying to save as many lives as possible. She asked Conrad before he died to make his last tweet about her. And when the star of the TV show Glee overdosed in a hotel room, Michelle texted Conrad verbatim quotes from the tribute episode of the show. It feels like Michelle was trying to create this big romantic mythology around them, giving their teenage love affair a little more weight. Like when I, a fake emo high schooler, would belt out Foo Fighters lyrics in my bedroom to the non-existent boyfriend I had been waiting ever long for. I'm married now. It's fine. Don't pity me. Whatever you think of her, it's wild to me that people would tweet to Michelle and even yell at her on her way into court that she should kill herself, when, of course, that's the very thing she was in trouble for. So what do you think? Was it protected free speech from a teenage girl who shouldn't have been the sole bearer of a huge burden or a malicious attention grab from someone who desperately needed help herself? Thank you for tuning into my podcast episode. I'm just a true crime fan like you are, and I really appreciate you taking a chance on me. Please subscribe and tell a friend if you like spending this time together. You can also find me on YouTube in the flesh by searching Katie Does Crime.